Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Mortgage Marketing Podcast. Guys, today's episode, we're going to be talking about the seven common content marketing mistakes for mortgage brokers, or seven of them. There's, there's so many mistakes, but there's <clears throat> seven I want to unpack today. I just finished, this was inspired by a blog. I literally just finished writing a blog um, that I was writing last night and finished off this morning that I posted on my website. Anyone who doesn't know, I do have a daily blog on my website if you want to check it out. Um, I don't, I don't talk about it much because I'm just doing it there as a hobby. I'm learning how to write and just kind of putting out things there. But um, this is one of the ones and I thought this would transfer quite well to, um, to, to a topic today. So that's what I'm going to be talking about. We're going to unpack this one for you. Um, so yeah, we're going to do that right now. You're listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland, the show that helps mortgage brokers create impact and income by mastering content marketing. Let's dive straight into it. So let's dive into those seven content marketing mistakes that I said, um, which, as I said, there is a full blog on this. Some of this stuff will be relevant to it. Other The blog goes in depth, maybe, maybe a bit different view on what I'm going to talk about today. But yeah, let's have a look at it. Anyway, let's talk about these seven mistakes. The very first mistake that a mortgage broker could make, and I think it's the, probably the biggest one I see all the time, which is not having a content strategy. Just not having a strategy at all is probably mistake 101. Like, there, you should have a strategy in place. Content marketing is very effective. Personal branding, very effective. Using content marketing to drive traffic to your business, very effective. Literally had a text this morning, someone calling me Yoda. You might have even seen it, which the guy literally said, um, he, I'm delighted to report 75 new followers, so many views. It looks like I might be a master. You might be master Yoda. And that's because I understand strategy. Strategy is key. If you are making content, and by the way, this is a mistake that many new advisors make, and also old advisors who don't understand content. And by the way, I'm not here to slam on you for not understanding content. If you don't know content, it's not your job to know it. It is becoming your job to know it, but it's okay that you don't because you're a mortgage broker. And if you've been a mortgage broker for a long time, this is a new thing and you don't need to know about it. It's a new thing. You've got to learn how to do it, but don't beat yourself up if you don't understand it. And I think that's quite important. But having a strategy in place is is, is vital. Every strategy is different. The Mortgage Broker Blueprint, uh, Mortgage Marketing Blueprint, sorry, which is free, by the way. So it's a link in the show notes. It's a completely free blueprint. That, that, that blueprint is the basic strategy that I think every mortgage broker should follow. And then it's clients who work with me. We then do more of a bespoke strategy and look at their specific target markets and how we attack those and go after them and, 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 and really leverage exposure. But the basic strategy is all covered in the blueprint. And it is completely free. It wasn't free for the first year. It sold a lot of copies. But my decision has been to make it free because I want it to become a resource that is useful to the industry as a whole. I think I want to, you know, in talks, I want, I'm in talks with networks on how we can roll that out. I want it to be the the standard so that everyone at least has a base level understanding of exactly what they need to do in order to be successful. And that blueprint is updated all the time. So if you haven't listened to it, I know I haven't spoken much about it on the podcast yet, but it is free. It's completely free. Go and check it out. Um, link is in the show notes. It's in the description now. And that'll give you a strategy. And the strategy normally is, it's it's pretty straightforward. It's content. It's two forms of, of um, outreach content and one form of nurture content. Okay, but but just making videos on 
things that you just come to your head and posting social media things like happy easter no that is not going to work it really you really do need a strategy you need a strategy that's that, that loops and compounds and it's not as complex as you might think you just need to know what you're doing and the blueprint is there to help you for that okay the next mistake is focusing too much on promotion so promotion is different to education we want for content marketing for success what you really want to do is you want to focus on educating you want to focus on delivering value to your ideal client so that you stay top of mind it's a very different strategy to if you were trying to um which is which is the mistake that others make which is your strategy should be to try and be top of mind when they need you not force them down your throat to the point where they where they have to buy from you now promotion is that if you're promoting your services that's very much if you need a mortgage get in touch if you need a mortgage get in touch if you need a mortgage get in touch if you look at what i do here here's a great example none of my content really calls to people coming to work with me don't be wrong sometimes it does I have a couple of things like the advert i run for the coaching the mortgage market the mastery program and the one-to-one coaching but realistically i've i've the promotion is maybe one in like a hundred, probably more than that, videos. Promotion is not something you want to be pushing heavily. You want to focus more on education and value adding. And when you do that, what's going to happen is you're trying to be top of mind. As a broker, as a mortgage advisor, your job is not to try and get someone to use you. Your job is trying to get someone to think about you when they need to use you. Okay? It's a fundamental difference. Content marketing, this is inbound organic content marketing it's a very different strategy which which again is something we need to discuss more and talk about more and there's a very different thing to like outbound ads and like google ads and and facebook ads and and also outbound cold outreach it's a very different thing so focusing on promotion is going to cause you problems and will 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 definitely hinder your marketing success. And again, I see a lot of advisors do this. I, I, I scroll through social media pretty much well every morning um, and all day through there, looking at what's what what advisors are doing. I saw one recently. Someone was giving advice um, <clears throat> in a group. He was giving advice in, in in a mortgage broker group. The advice was completely wrong. Um, I went and checked out his. I went and followed him on Facebook. Went and checked out his content. It was bloody awful. And I was literally sitting there thinking. Well, it's so bad because it's no strategy and no and no promotion. Don't get sucked into this idea of thinking. You know, go and look at the best people, the ones who are actually doing it. Mostly my clients. Go and look at them. Go and look at Nicola, Nicola Huxley. Go and look look at Carla Edwards. Go and look at Anish Patel. Go and look at Craig Skelton. Go and look at um, Matthew Chapman. You're Matt Chapman. Go and look at these people who we all know are crushing it and see what they've done and i've I, i've taught them and they're doing very well and so and, and none of them lead lean into promotion okay the next thing is not optimizing content for seo so this is a mistake not optimizing your content for search engine results so search engine optimization your content no matter where it is there is an element of search to it now seo doesn't just apply to google and don't get me wrong it, it's very important and um if you are interested in seo it's something you definitely want like like that's alex curtis's domain he's the beast of that i love i love what he does there um but seo applies to all social platforms there is an element of search and a search engine built into facebook into google into instagram into tiktok it's all there so not creating content that is relevant for search is and not or not optimizing it for search is a mistake now there's a number of ways you can do this like search is find the most ask like answer questions you know people are looking for and then especially with mortgages there's only about 10 15 questions 
answer those questions and then use something like an AI tool at ChatGPT or Google's Bard, you know, so ChatGPT from OpenAI or Google has Bard, uh, like I said just then, and focus on those and use them and ask it to optimize it for search. It's not that hard. If you ask it to optimize it for search for this specific thing, those type of programs are all about the prompts you do. And if you have the right prompts, it'll do very well. And so you want to focus on asking it, but make sure that you optimize it for search because the ones that are optimized for search will appear and have more of a life, like a lifespan. They'll be on there. They'll sit on that, that shelf a lot longer and be a lot more useful than, than a, than a video that just goes in and out and it's done. And this is a mistake. Again, I do see people make, so don't fall too the too foul of that, if you know what I mean. It, it it can be a big problem. And so like SEO, this would be things like on Instagram, writing content, writing the content, you know, like don't just put a video out there or an image out there and then just put like, this is what it is. You know, just like, or like a, a small question, write stuff. The more you write, the more, the more content, the more information it has, the more you optimize it for search. Again, mega. Next one, We're rocking through these, and this is neglecting social media as a whole. So, I love doing ones like this because I can go talk about them loads. So neglecting social media is a big one. Obviously, when I say neglecting social media, I mean thinking of it as an afterthought. It's not an afterthought, and it's definitely not something you should outsource. I am so passionate about this specific thing of like you should not outsource your social media at all. Um, there are elements to it, don't get me wrong, but the vast majority of people should not be outsourcing their socials whatsoever. Because and it's very important. Because if you do, you lose your your emotional connection to it. And this is and this is very important. Again, it's it's my opinion. It's a strong held opinion. There are lots of people who tell you to do otherwise. And I'm not saying that they, they might be very right. But I've had clients. My strategy works for me. It works very well for for, for many people. For a lot of people I've worked with have had a very similar strategy, and it's worked very well. And the, what this is is that you when you um, neglect social media and see it as an afterthought. You pay someone else. I'm going to pay somebody 500 pounds, 600 pounds, 800 pounds, a thousand pounds, 2000 pounds a month. And it's an, and it's like, and I've done it. And effectively you're checking a box and you're saying, I've done that. I don't need to worry about it. What that is, you're paying somebody for the, for the feeling of, okay, I have done that thing. The problem, and so you feel like you've let yourself off. The problem with that is that you actually don't know anything about that thing. So you don't know anything about that thing. That person's doing it. Most of the stuff they do is good. But it's, if you ever look, and this is my favorite one, look at what other people are doing. Look at like people out there who sell those type of services and then look at the type of content they post. It's very different to the content that they're making because they are driving you content for strong personal brands, but then they themselves, they can't do that for you. They can't make you a strong personal brand. They can help you. They can help like, like, like me. That's why I'm a coach, by the way. It's why I'm a coach and why I do not work in deliverables. And I do not work. I've worked in deliverables time and time again, and I don't like it, but for this specific reason. Not that I don't want to do it, it's that I don't think it works because you need to be, you need to look at social media as you. It's an extension of you. It is your digital identity. For some of these people, they will never see you in person. So to outsource your social media to somebody else is ludicrous, in my opinion. Like just mad. You just really shouldn't be doing that. Instead, you want to make sure that you're putting your content, you're actually focusing on this, and you're actually gonna you you're actually not just focusing on your content as a um as a as a priority, you're focusing on how to make it work, or how to resonate with your audience, who that audience is. When you're plugged into your social media, you start to understand your clients. When you understand your clients, you will sell more. 
the whole part of my kind of content marketing, social selling strategy is that the idea is you start to understand that client better. You start to know what makes them tick. And that's because you're connected to it. Social media. It's important. Do not neglect it. Outsourcing it. A lot of these I've got to make sure I just skim over them because it is a, otherwise this episode would be incredibly long. Um, But we're we're good. I don't know. Oh, we're not too bad. All right. Next one we have, which is not investing in visual content. So not investing in visual content is like video. Visual content in this is what I mean. Video content. So I just wanted to quickly interrupt the show. I'm actually a big fan of Instagram and some of you will know this already. So if you are not following me on Instagram yet, please do. If you're a broker, follow me. It's at Ashball and drop me a direct message. Tell me that you like the show. I mean, even just screenshot this and tag me into a stories and I'll give you a shout out and I'll follow you back because I love Instagram. I love to see what you guys are up to. I love to um, share extra content on there that's not inside these podcasts. And I, I do a lot on Instagram. So go and check out the Instagram there at Ash Borland. The link again is in the show notes. Now let's get back into the podcast. There is a place for all pieces of content. Blog, I, literally, I literally started this episode today saying I'm writing a blog. That was one of the things I want to do is write a blog every day for a year. So I'm doing that. Um, and this is a little thing I'm doing for myself. But not investing in visual, it, it, but I, I do that. And there's place for there's place for images. There's place for screenshots. There's place for social proof. I've spoken about all this in multiple episodes before, so I don't want to go too depth, in depth of that. I've got a little scratch on my elbow from where I did a plank yesterday. <laughs> on the floor of concrete on the concrete and it's now hurting um i'm putting my elbow on the on here and it's rubbing which is annoying um so not focusing on visual content is not doing video and video is very important long form and short form again it goes back to the strategy at the beginning of this episode in the blueprint talk about it long form very important short form very important but video is important in the whole thing So first of all, video is going to give people a sense of what you look like, what you sound like, how you act, what you like, everything about you. It makes them feel like they know you. Also, there's a there's a psychology little trick with video, which is that we are are, we can't like differentiate the difference between people on TV and people on screen. I know we can, we know realistically we can, but our brain doesn't, which means you create kind of a celebrity effect if somebody is a big consumer of your content. I know there are people watching this right now. And it's okay if it's you, because that's good. That's the effect is that you'll be watching my content and you'll be like, oh gosh, if you met me, you'd be like, oh, I can't believe I'm meeting you. I have this happen to me all the time, by the way. Like if someone messages me and I message back, I get like, oh, I can't believe it. Or someone jumps on a, on a discovery call and they're like, oh, I can't believe it's you. And don't be wrong. I'm not saying that that's like, I'm not going, oh wow. Like I'm so big headed and I'm so great. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is it's a psychological trick that happens or psychological thing that happens in our brains when we watch people who but on, on a on a video it happens to me two people i know i've interviewed some of the best youtubers on the planet and literally as in some of the best youtube coaches and educators on the planet and and tiktokers and instagram all of them and when i first meet them it's like oh my gosh it's you i can't believe it's you now they're friends and i know them but at the, at the beginning it is it's a it's a big oh it's a big deal just click my neck then so it, video is really important for that now there's two types of video that you can have. You have the short form, which is going to get you in front of new people. That's awareness. Your long form, which is going to get you in front of people, which is search, but also long form like podcasting and live streaming. That's going to help you nurture relationships. My podcast has 
a, a, a significant amount of downloads per episode. It's not like a monstrously big podcast, you know, because it's super niche. But it's it's a fair few hundred downloads per episode. Bear in mind, it's a daily show. So it always fluctuates between about 200 to 500 downloads an episode, depending on depending on the kind of in, intake and, and people drop off because it's a lot of episodes. But those are 200 to 500 people who are listening to me every single day or watching me. And that, well, that, that 200, 500 doesn't include any of the the live streams that this comes out on and also on the YouTube channel. So it doesn't include any of that. It's just also just, it's just the audio. But when you look at that, Again, it fluctuates all the time. But when you look at that, that is people who are listening and watching me all the time. And so it's nurturing them. And they're getting to hear my voice, see my face. And so those are the things you do need to not neglect is that if you're a mortgage broker and you're trying to use this to your advantage, having visual content, having content where it's more you, it's not just a, this is what we think as a, comp- as a company and it's very corporate. It's actually you, people will buy because they like you people buy it's that people buy from people and it's super cheesy but it's super true okay so absolutely true next one is not measuring your results now measuring your results is a funny one the first thing with this to to understand is to define your result now because you've got to define the things you want to measure so for me how do i measure stuff there's different things Everybody measures stuff. Everyone instantly goes to followers, subscribers, views, likes, comments. I do not measure that stuff because as a business, it's not something that is relevant. It doesn't drive my business. Views, comments, subscribers, funnily enough, the people who comment very rarely have ever worked with me. It just, it just, I don't know why. Just is the case. It just seems to be the... And then when I speak to people about this, often that's the case. People who are in my live stream on a Friday, which is today, and when we go do the live later on at 1, um, People who are in the live, very rarely any of them will actually ever work with me. I've been doing that live for nearly a year and they don't. don't. Now, by the way, it doesn't matter. There's a different type of community. It's a different thing. It's a different concept behind it. Those people champion me to other people who then buy from me. It's a different concept. So it's understanding that not everybody is a client, but everybody is an opportunity. That's a big thing. But not measuring measuring the wrong things or not measuring them at all. So not measuring something at all is not a good idea. But not, but measuring the wrong things like views is probably even worse because what views will do, views, subscribers, what you do is you're, you're anchoring to something outside of your control. I talked about this in an episode previously, which is you should focus on things you can control, not one things you can either influence or, um, or, or have no control over. Influence is something that you don't have complete 100% control over, but you can persuade and influence it. So I can't, I don't have any, I don't have control over whether you want to work with me, but I can influence that with content. What I do have though, and if you trace anything that's influence based, you trace it back, you'll be able to trace it back to something that's controllable that has influence. It's like a domino. So I don't, I can't control, for example, you wanting to work with me, but I can influence it by providing valuable content that helps you. How do I do that? Okay. I need to make content. What can I measure and control? What's the result I measure? How much content I make? So I set that goal. I do a daily podcast, a daily blog, a daily short, you know, five to 10 stories, a daily email, hopefully, not always, but try to. These are all things I can control. So I measure my output. That's what I do. I don't measure input or the result in regards to like the, the what i get as a client i measure my output if you measure your output then it's like a sausage machine you put it in it'll come out now don't get me wrong once you do it for a long time horizon what you'll start realizing is 
certain, and this is something that's really important to measure, once you've done it for a significant amount of time, that, and when I mean significant, I mean significant. I'm not talking like, oh, you know, once you've done it for, for you know, three months. I'm talking like when you've done it for like a year, two years even. Like for me, two years in, you always make an adjustments. Two years in, I was like able to look at, okay, what is the quality of the people coming out? After I've done two years, 18 months of consistent work, what does that quality of the people... I'm speaking to and then can I refine it it's the understand plan implement refine phases that I talk about in other episodes it's understanding that and if you can do that by the way and you can focus on your things that are 100% in your control and then you then you can after you've given it a significant time horizon for it to work and to actually work not and this is the mistake people get did a video and I get this from clients and I, and I love all my clients but you'll get messages and they'll go Ash Instagram's views are down this week I'm like cool so what? A year, long time horizon. If we can see 90 days of views down and you've done it every single day, there's probably a problem. We had one client and he had, um, I think he was shadow banned. It was zero views on every video he did. That's a problem. That's a proper problem. It was zero views for like 90 days. It was like, okay, that's not supposed to happen. But the the week to weeks too small. So you got to make sure when I say not measuring results is a big mistake, but also measuring the wrong results is another one. You definitely want to focus on the right results and the right results is always tracing that line back to the thing you can control and focusing on the controllables and the, the, the variables that you do have 100% control over and they will influence and topple everything else. And if you do that, you'll win. And it's exactly the same. I do that with everything in my life. It's why life comes very simple if you do that. It's like, what can I control? What can I influence? What can I not? And and then I, I act like I'm some sort of Zen Buddhist there. I I, I am a Buddhist, but um, but like it it's not a um a as, as it's not as complicated as as you'd think. Um, it, it really with that stuff. So, what is my episode takeaway from all of these? Realistically, my biggest thing to take away from this is that if you are not my problem, my biggest one is if you're neglecting social media at all, that's the thing you want to focus on. Do not be thinking that social media is just an afterthought, something you can sign off to somebody else. I think the the, the decision maker, the, the the figurehead, the leader of the business, if you are a one-man band, that is you. If you are you know, multiple I've worked with one man bands, I've worked with, you know, firms with 30, 40 ish advisors. I've worked with people in the middle with five advisors. There's always a decision maker. There's always a front person, always. And so the person, somebody in that in that space, should be the front of social media and needs to take the reins. Usually, that sh- that will be the 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 CEO if it's a larger business, the director, whatever. Um, and that is the person who needs to pull that trigger. And I think the rest of the mistakes will fall in line and you you can correct them as you go along. Um, if you don't have a strategy, get the blueprint. Like I said, it's completely free. Just literally link is at the bottom. Go and check it out and just don't make that mistake. You, There's no excuse now for not for doing this type of stuff because it's here and we're in the world now is moving this way. I can tell you right now, like I'm having talks with networks, multiple networks within this space, big and small, all asking like, how do we get into this? How do we, evolve with this this is something that is happening and so which is exciting by the way i sound super like low today i'm not i'm very happy (laughs) um but like it's super exciting it's very exciting but it does also mean that there's you know the social media wave is there the next wave is going to be ai i'm already working on that and i will be bringing that to the table in the coming months once i've done more time on it but it's ai integrated into social will be the next thing but it's but right now like we need to get you all up to social standard 
it's like minimum standard, you know? So that's today's episode. If you've enjoyed it, then be sure to subscribe. Also check us out on the live show. We'll be back this week. Um, that is 1 p.m. Uh, so 1 p.m. this Friday or today, uh, or if you're listening to this on the replay, it's 1 p.m. every Friday. Um, give or take, obviously, if, if there's something on that's the personal emergency, um, but all good. Anyway, have a wonderful rest of the week, and I'll see you later. Bye. You've been listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. If you've enjoyed the show, then be sure to leave a review and share it with a friend right now. 